0: Welcome back. It's the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek. And today we're going to talk about investing in rental properties. So, if you listen to the previous episodes, we covered uh, different strategies on how to become an active investor and how to build your own portfolio, different strategies on how to do so. Uh, We covered um, uh, wholesaling. Uh, we talked about, uh, retailing also more commonly known as flipping. And today we're going to talk about investing in rental properties. So, uh, here goes, um, you know, when, when you're looking at, um, when you're looking at real estate, when you're looking at, uh, getting started in real estate, you know, in my opinion, you, you sort of got to, you know, hone in on one strategy, um, not to say that you shouldn't do other, take part in other investment strategies, but you should really, you know, focus, action, repeat, um, you know, find one thing, uh, learn that model, invest in that model, uh, grow that model, stay focused. And sure, you can do other aspects of real estate, but, um, <clears throat> you know, if you get caught up in a uh, little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, um you're, you're, you're not, you know, you're not becoming a master of your craft. You're not, you're not staying focused. You're not taking action. You're not repeating the process. So in order to, to get started in business, again, in my opinion, uh, you should pick one strategy out of the gate, um, do that strategy over and over again. And, you know, whether that's wholesaling, whether that's, uh, retailing, whether that's flipping, um, you know, in time, once you, once you, Understand the business and learn the business. Sure, when those leads come in, uh, you can figure out the best exit for those leads. And you know, if you're if you're an active, um, you know, if you're an active rehabber, if you're an active flipper, and you know, a a rental property, uh, a rental type property comes into your um, and through your lead generation, sure, you can wholesale that property to a landlord. Or if you're a wholesaler and a property comes into your lead generation, sure, you know, if you have the resources available. you know, you can add that one to portfolio or maybe you can undertake, you, you can take on the, the the rehab, the renovation. But in my opinion, when you're starting, when you're just learning the business, you should pick one thing and, and really do it very, very well. Um, you know, again, when I started in the business uh almost 20 years ago, my focus was was rentals. Um, that's what I did for the first six, seven, eight years. Uh, this was before we we adopted the private equity model. This is before I was a, a builder and developer. Uh, this is before I was doing a lot of remodels. I was I was, you know, um buying rental properties because I was doing it part-time while I was working a full-time job. So um, you know, that 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 strategy allowed allowed me to focus um you know allowed me to to dedicate uh what little free time I had um to to my uh to my rental portfolio so um and and when you invest in rental properties there's a lot of moving pieces so uh but what you should do in my opinion again is is hone in on that one strategy learn that one strategy and then you know in time after you've mastered that strategy or got got your portfolio to where you want it to be, you know, take part in the other strategies, monetize those leads as they, as they come in, um, you know, work different angles, but out of the gate, let's focus on one thing. And let's say that one thing you want to focus on is, uh, building a rental portfolio. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, invest in real estate part time to supplement their income, to create something for the long um, to, you know, build, build up for retirement. Not everybody has the goals or desires to go full-time in real estate. Not Not everyone has um, the need or, or the want to, to, to go full-time in real estate. And if you're just looking to supplement your income, you're looking to create something for, for the long-term, uh, you're looking to supplement your retirement or create your retirement, rentals are a great way to go, a great way to go um some things that you should look at you know when when investing in rental properties or um you know creating a rental portfolio one is property type uh what to, what what properties do you want to invest in what makes sense for the long term um you know in my opinion you know stay away from the low income section 8 type properties uh if you're looking at long term plays those um those type of properties absolutely there's money to be made and absolutely there's people that that do you know low income properties on a on a large large scale and have large portfolios um Yes, they tend to kick off, or they can, if properly managed, they can create more cash flow because your basis is in, in the property is much much lower in comparison uh, to the rents. However, you know they they require more management um, for the most part. Uh, there's more day to day management. You tend to have more turnovers. Um, From my experience, the turnovers cost a little bit more, sometimes much, much more, um, you know, and and there's there's some downsides along, you know, along with some upsides. And then not to mention, you know, property values. If you're investing in low income areas, low income properties, you're not going to have the appreciation and the growth uh that you're going to have in in a different property type uh for the long term over the long term and you know if you're building a rental portfolio it's a long term play you can make some money up front you get your tax but uh you can make some money on on the not up front but you know through the cash flow, you can make some money. Through uh, there's some tax benefits um, with owning owning real estate, and then you know your big um, your your big value creation is your equity, your value in your portfolio. So getting that that portfolio paid down, paid off, and creating that value, and you know take a look. What is your long term goals? What's your long term strategies? Um, are you just looking at the cash flow? Uh, and investing in, in low income properties, and understanding that you know if you own those properties for five years, ten years, twenty years, uh, you you may end up selling them for what you paid for them, some maybe less, maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, again, that that depends on market cycles. Um, but you know, if your goal, if your strategy is long term, if you're looking to to create something um you know for retirement for you know to create real value you might want to step it up a little bit from the low income uh section 8 properties so and now i'm just talking about residential real estate but um you know, if you're going residential real estate, you got uh, your low-income type properties. You got your, you know, what we invest in—regular houses, regular neighborhoods, which we 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 consider, you know, we call B-class neighborhoods, which is uh, median price points for the Pittsburgh market. Um, you know, in that 150 to 200 thousand dollar range, um, you have your your higher end markets. Um, you know, some people like to invest in, uh, uh, build a portfolio of of, of higher higher income properties, higher value type properties, single family homes. Uh, again, in my opinion, what we invest in is right in the middle there. Regular houses, regular neighborhoods. That's where we build our portfolio. And and why do we do that? Not really, not not subject to market cycles, you know in Pittsburgh, there's always a need. There's always a demand for, you know, a regular house in a regular neighborhood. We look at it as grandma's house. You know, if you're, if you're from Pittsburgh, like I am, um, it's likely, you know, where your gram, where your grandparents raised their family. It's where my grandparents raised their family. Uh, you know, two, three bedroom Cape, uh, brick Cape Cod ranch, two story, whatever it is, you know, worth a hundred to $200,000 regular houses, regular neighborhoods. That's what we invest in. Um, you know, if you're investing in, in higher dollar properties, higher price points, assuming you have the right um, the right capital stack and you're not over leveraged on those properties, you have a plan to pay them down uh, quick as the rents are coming in. You know, you cr- can create some real value um, in the higher in the higher dollar markets. Some things to watch for is you know the higher dollar markets are subject to market cycles. Um, the higher dollar uh, markets they may you know the cash flows might not make sense because you're going to pay more for the property you're going to uh you're going to invest more to 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 renovate the property um you're going to have to charge a higher rent uh to support all of that and it it may not balance out um when you get into the higher price point properties your turns may cost more not that the homes are just are dis- get destroyed by any stretch of the imagination they can absolutely um but you know when you have a bigger home uh with, with more amenities, more features uh somebody moves out i mean it just it just costs more to paint a big home um you know assuming it needs painted it costs much more to, to replace a kitchen it costs much more to replace a roof on a big home as opposed to you know your 1200 square foot you know brick ranch or two story um so you know there's a number of reasons why we stay right in the middle there um you know highly recommend that um you know you can buy solid properties uh that cash flow uh that that provide real value that provide Appreciation and growth over time. So, uh, pick your property type, pick your strategy, and that again, that's just residential real estate. Um, you know, we we invest in single family homes. Uh, again, we invest in single family homes for multiple reasons. Uh, you know, some of those reasons are multiple exit strategies. Uh, we can continue to rent those homes. Um, you know, we could sell those homes on on the open market. Um, you know if we have uh, if we have ten homes in portfolio as opposed to you know a ten unit apartment building, um, in in my opinion, they're 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 better, they're better quality assets. they're they're better for us to manage um, for the long term. We typically have uh, tenants or residents uh, as we call them, you know, stay longer in a single family home as opposed to uh, more transient tenants in a, in an apartment building. Um, you know, when we purchase, the single family homes. We're helping someone to solve their problem. Um, we're typically buying distressed homes, uh, that are a problem property, uh, whether they're in need of repairs, whether there's, um, you know, some, some financial issues, uh, with the seller that we're helping to solve. Um, you know, we, um, Uh, we, we buy some estates, we buy some pre foreclosures, we buy some bank owned type properties, uh, uh, on the single family side, not to say that you can't do that with apartment buildings, uh, but more commonly with apartment buildings, you know, those are investor to investor to investor, uh, purchases and sales. So, um, you know, regular people, a lot of regular people don't own 10, 20, 50 unit apartment buildings. Uh, those are, those are held by, you know, in, you know, real estate investors, um, and you know they're sold based on the financials. So depending on where you're at with the market and the condition of the property, and you know the the, the management of the property, if you're investing in multi-unit properties, absolutely you can get uh, you can get deals and you can get opportunities. You can get value add opportunities. Uh, we just find that you know. Our go-to strategy is regular houses, regular neighborhoods, single-family homes. So you've got your single-family homes, you've got your apartment buildings. Of course, there's commercial, there's self-storage. There's a number of different uh, uh, investment types, property types that you can invest in, um, you know, to create a portfolio over the long term. I do own some commercial properties, not a lot, um, but that's not what we do. It's just you know some opportunities that I've had over the years. Um, But I'm not, I'm not one to. To teach or, or or tell you about, um, you know, investing in commercial real estate. I'm a residential guy. Um, you know, I'm not one to teach or tell you about self storage because I don't invest in self storage. I have some friends that invest in self storage facilities, and they do very very well. Um, I know there's a lot of opportunity. In self-storage, again, you know, those are investor-to-investor transactions, um, you know, you have the opportunity to, you know, buy existing self-storage facilities, maybe that that have a value-add creation, you have the opportunity to, you know, develop a self-storage facility, I mean, you have the, abel- the ability to, you know, develop any type of, you know, long-term uh, you know, investments for your portfolios. I've seen, you know, that, that, you know, right out of the gate, it's probably not something that you want to get into, you know, getting a piece of land and, you know, building an apartment building or getting a piece of land and, you know, building a self-storage facility or, you know, building a group of, you know, a, a neighborhood or a community of single family homes. There's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to new construction and land development. Um, you know, do people do it? Is it a strategy that's done? Yes, absolutely. Um Typically, it's 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 a strategy that's done by uh, uh, investors or groups of investors that have, you know, an abundance of, of financing and, and resources avail- available. So if you're just starting in real estate, if you want to be an active investor and manage your own portfolio, uh, in my opinion, you want to focus on existing properties, uh, lower barriers to entry. Um, you know, buy some single-family homes, buy a small apartment building, buy a duplex. Uh, you know, my first purchase almost 20 years ago was a duplex, so uh, it, it worked out very well. Still on the property today. Um, you know, it performs well. Um, I'm not knocking multifamilies by any stretch of the imagination. I own some, and por- I own some, and have some in portfolio. I've owned some, you know, apartment buildings over the years that you know we've exited. Exited in uh, you know different market cycles, so uh, there was a little bit of value creation and and you know some money to be made there. Um, I don't hold apartment buildings in portfolio. I don't actively look for apartment buildings. Again, you know we keep the blinders on. Try to keep the blinders on for the most part. Regular houses in regular neighborhoods is what we invest in. Um, so you got your property types, you know figure out what you want to invest in, figure out what your goals, uh what your desires are, what you want to create uh, for the long term, pick your property type, uh you got to finance the purchase. So, assuming you want to be an active investor, assuming you're not, you know, sitting on on millions of dollars liquid uh and it, and if you are, you know, you you may want to um you may want to, you know, monetize that through, uh, you know, increase those returns through, through different funding resources. So assuming you're like I was, uh, when you started in real estate and you know, you have little to no money, um, there's financing available. So, um, you can, There's asset-based lenders that are hard money type lenders. There's, you know, banks are lending right now on on investment type properties. Uh, If you're going institutional financing, bank type financing, you're going to need some cash. I mean, there's, if you're going with a, you know, hard money type lender, um, that's an asset-based type lender. You're probably still going to need some cash, some money to put into the deal, um, depending on. You know the the deal and the terms that 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 you that you lock up that you have available. Um, but different financing types. You know, there's there's inst- there's uh, the hard money lenders. Uh, there's of course banks. Um, there's you know private lenders that you can work with. You can create a partnership. You know, we operate uh, under the private equity model, um, where I'm going to dive into those details. Uh, you know, in a, in probably the next episode here. So if you want to learn more about how we fund uh, and how we create our portfolios, the, 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 um, benefits that we provide to our investment partners. I'm going to dive into those details, but you're going to need your property type. You're going to need your funding. So buy your property, get your funding in place, uh, or secure your property, get your funding in place, or get your funding in place, secure your properties. Um, you know, everybody has a different take on that. Um, and i know you know when, uh, when when you're purchasing your properties you're going to want to make sure that you have some equity out of the gate um i would recommend highly recommend against you know overleveraging your properties and it's not that difficult To do uh, in the Pittsburgh market, where you buy a, uh, in the Pittsburgh market and many other markets where you buy a home or buy an apartment building or, you know, buy a self storage facility or whatever you want to invest in. Sure, you got to look for those. You got to, you got to spend the time, effort, and energy to find those deals. Um, But, you know you want to make sure that that you have some equity uh so you know that that your your investment is is safe and secure and 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 also cash flowing um you know we look at when we buy single family homes a max absolute max of 70% um uh of the after repaired value all in that's purchase that's renovation uh, that's transactional cost all in 70% max of, of the after repaired value. So we look for 30 uh, percent equity when we're when we're building our portfolios. Um, and reasons why you should do that is one you know you don't want to be over leveraged. you don't want to have you know too much cash, too much money tied up into one deal. Uh, if you over leverage the property that's going to drastically affect your your cash flow. Um, and then two, you know if you're over leveraged on the property you know there's it's risk it becomes a risky type transaction if you're buying these homes you know 90 100% of value uh and you're banking on you know appreciation that might not be there uh but if you got that you know 20 30 40% you know equity built into your property uh you have real value you've cr- you've created real value um and you know your cash flow should be in a good in a good spot, uh, your equity's in a good spot. And, you know, assuming the market, um, you know, the market continues to rise, you know, that equity will continue to grow. Assuming there, you know, there may be a dip, there may be a correction, yeah, sure that that act that value of that of that asset might fluctuate, but your cash flow is going to be there. Your cash flow is gonna support uh the property. So Um, make sure that you're buying right. Again, I recommend, you know, 65, 70% max LTV, LTV is loan to value, um, or, you know, all in to value. However you want to look at it. Uh, you might not have a loan against the property if you're, you know, if you're buying these all cash or if you're, uh, if you're doing, you know, partnership and equity model, uh, a, um, you know, private financing type model. So, um, You've got your property type. You've got your financing in place. Now you got to manage these properties, and the, and and the key to a long-term portfolio is proper management. Um, you have to manage these properties, and then you know going into the going into this business, uh, you should have some goals. You should have some strategies. Um, how big of a portfolio do you want to build? Um, in my opinion, you should self-manage your properties. Uh, are there property managers out there that do a good job yes absolutely uh, however you know there's a cost associated with that and property managers are fee based um, so you know each time the property turns it costs money um, each time there's there's a repair it costs money uh you know there's 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 costs there's there's big big costs associated with with management and and let's be honest if you if you properly dedicate your time uh to your portfolio to your vision to your strategies nobody's going to manage that property better than you um and i'm again i'm not knocking property managers i know a lot of property management companies i know there's some really good ones out there i also know that there's some that are not very good um and you know I'm not going to get into recommendations again if uh if you're looking for a property manager you know Check reviews. Check to other. Check with other landlords that that have properties in portfolio with them. A good resource to find a property management company. Again, you know, not to beat a dead horse here, but join your local RIA. Um, join it's RIA is Real Estate Investors Association. Uh, there's property managers that are that are vendors at your local. Uh, at your local RIA in Pittsburgh, you know I I I'm a part of Acre of Pittsburgh. That's our local real estate investors association. If you you have a burning desire to work with a property manager, I know there's some property managers there um, that have done really well for some of their clients. But um, look at. Uh, What's your strategy? What's your vision? You know, if you're going to buy rental properties, if you're going to have financing in place, um, if you're going to look to, you know, refinance these properties and and take your cash out of that home, uh, still, you know, keeping it at 70% or lower, uh, you're looking to recoup your cash to buy more properties. If you've got financing against the property, you got taxes and insurance, you got vacancy, uh, you got some repairs, paying um, paying a property management fee on top of that, really takes away from your cash flow. So, um, you know, if you go back to a previous episode where I talked about how to how to become a millionaire in real estate, how to how to build you know a real million dollar uh, portfolio. If you're going for that rapid pay down on your properties, that the those property management expenses are going to take away from from that that rapid pay down. So, um, you know, what's your vision? What's your strategy? are you going to self manage these properties is your goal to you know build a portfolio of 5 10 20 25 homes to where you can self manage these part time and yes absolutely if you're investing in the right property types um, you can self manage 10 20 25 or more homes in, you know, a reasonable amount of time. It does require work. It does require time. It does require effort and energy. um, But you can self-manage those portfolios. Is your goal to build a much, much bigger portfolio where you're going to get 50 or 100 or, you know, a couple of hundred homes in portfolio? If that's the case over time, you know, you still I I would still recommend you know self managing those properties, but you know like we've done at Avid Management Group is we've created our own in house management company and management team. So um, you know we manage the portfolio in house. Uh, that's something that you can do over time when you've when you've built up a, a large enough portfolio where. Uh, the revenue from from the portfolio you know supports uh supports adding members to your team um you know but that's a big key a big a big part of of the 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 portfolio process is management um management is huge i mean if you miss if your properties are mismanaged i mean you can go out of business real quick i mean you know if if your properties are properly managed um you know you can really really increase those and and keep those those revenue streams where they need to be um so we talked about you know property types we talked talked about you know uh, funding and financing the properties we talked about management um, we talked about you know how big uh, again what are your goals what are your uh what are your desires uh where do you want to uh, build your how big of a portfolio uh do you want to build? Be- do you want to, do you want to build? Um, Is it 10 homes? You can do very, very well with, you know, uh, you know, five, 10 homes. You can do, you can do very, very well with, you know, 25 or 50 homes in portfolio, but that needs to be, you know, your goal that you need to identify your goals and your desires, you know, as you're, as you're getting into this business and as you're growing, what are you looking to do here? Are you just looking to create something to supplement your retirement? Are you looking to create something to, you know, help put your kids through school? Are you looking to create something to, you know, to pass to your kids in time? And, and two, you know, how much time, uh, do you have available to, to dedicate to this model? Um, you know, if you're look again, if you're going to be an active investor, meaning you're going to build your own portfolio, you're going to create your own portfolio. Um, you're starting like I did with with very little uh, money and resources, and you're looking to create something, it requires time, it requires effort, and it cr- requires energy. Um, you know, I, I spent, uh, you know, first seven years, eight years of my career investing in real estate part-time. And then I made the transition in 2010 to go full-time in real estate, um, not necessarily because, you know, the real estate, had replaced my income. It was more so, you know, personal decisions or things going on with my family. You know, as I mentioned, my, uh, you know, my wife was, was sick at the time and, you know, I had to free up some time. So that was my decision. Uh, But my rental portfolio didn't support, you know, eliminating my full-time job. So I had a portfolio built and when I went full-time in real estate, you know, I started buying and selling a lot more. Um, But again, you know, I had, Spent that seven, eight years learning the business, understanding the business, building the resources, building the connections um, to make that transition full time. Um, you know, there's uh, there, there's a lot of people I, I come across a lot of people, you know, at at Acre, at our, our local RIA, and just, you know, um, being in the business in general that, you know people say, oh, I want to be a full-time real estate investor. I want to be a full-time real estate investor. And I did. I, I wanted to make that transition You know, almost day one. Um, some recommendations on that uh, that I've gained from my, from my mentors over the years in my early years um, is you want to be prepared to make that transition. Uh, you have to understand if you're leaving a full-time job and you quit that job and go full-time in real estate, your paycheck goes away your health care goes away. Your, 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 your comfort goes away. You're not getting a paycheck every two weeks. You're you, you now have to um, you now have to, um, pay for your health care uh your if you have 401k's or you know retirements through uh contributions through through your uh through your employer all of that stuff goes away not what you've built up like but but all those all those benefits all those all those things that are offered by your employer they go away now I'm not saying you know you shouldn't go full time in real estate I did and for me it was the best thing that I ever did um uh, but you know when I when I made that transition um I, I was, I I felt I was ready. I felt I knew enough about the business to make, make the transition. Uh, One recommendation that, that I had from, from my mentor at the time was don't go full time in real estate until you have one year salary in the bank. And why is that? Because when you, when you make the transition, when you make the transition from, you know, uh, Working a full-time job, part-time real estate to full-time real estate, or any type of business for that matter. Uh, that paycheck goes away. If you have one year salary in the bank, you can can still continue to you know pay yourself weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is, and you know have that comfort. You have you know a 12-month runway ahead. Um, you know that's one recommendation from from a very good uh, friend and mentor of mine is is have that nest egg build up. Um, you know or you know, have, have your cash flows, uh, from your, from your rental properties up to where your, your cash flows, your, your passive income far, far exceeds your monthly expenses. Um, you know, and you've created that, that paycheck, that, that, that value, that replacement for your, for your, uh, for your paycheck, for your, you know, comfort, your safety, your security. Um, you know, that's and maybe we'll dive into that in a future episode is making the transition uh, from part time to full time, you know, more tips, tricks and strategies. But, um, you know, if you're going to do if, if your goal is to build a rental portfolio uh, for long term and, you know, get to the point where you can live off those cash flows. Um, again, in a previous episode, we talked about, you know, how to buy 10 houses, um, one house a year for 10 years, uh, year 20 that portfolio is paid off. Maybe you want to make that transition quicker. Maybe you don't want to work your full-time job, uh, for, for 20 years. Um, so you got to speed up that process. You got to buy more than one house a year. Uh, but the big thing is, you know, getting that debt paid down, um, increasing that cash flow, investing in real properties, you know, that have real value in, in, in good neighborhoods. Um, you know, again, you can take a look at low income section eight properties. Uh, there's, there's, you know, some people look at some at it as it is there's some upside there. You know, a lot of people look at it as there's some downside, there's a lot of risk, and there's not real like value creation there. So pick your property type, pick your strategy, focus, action, repeat. Um, you know, that's uh that's how you build, you know, uh, that's how you can build your your rental portfolio over a period of time. And the amount of time that you have dedicated to investing and to building that portfolio will dictate, you know, how large your portfolio gets um, and how quick your, your portfolio gets there. So um, that's it. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate this. Again, you know, I'm not asking for anything in return other than, you know, if you find value in this message, if you think someone else can can value from the information and the content that I'm providing here, just share, just share it. Uh, Share it on social media, grab the link, um, text it, you know, text it to a friend, email it to a friend, share it with a group. Uh, That's all I ask for in return. So thank you and have a great day.